Grace and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, paying our respects to elders past, present and emerging, particularly the traditional owners of this land we now call Sydney, where we are recording today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Thank you, Lily. Blues have got the pipe for you That'll show you all their attitudes You got love and luck and lust And lovers Sit back, relax as we pull back the covers Hello beautiful people, welcome back. It's lovely to have you here in the world of love clues. I'm Grace. And I'm Lily. And we are the band called Clues. This week we want to give you a bit of an escape, okay? Maybe a bit of a laugh. We're going to check in. We're going to see how everybody's faring in these dark, dark times of beautiful happiness. Let me just sing one little song to make myself happy. Okay, go. <sighs> We're talking Teletubbies, Dipsy Whipsy. <laughs> Tinky ee, la la la, and I'm motherfucking full. What song was that? <laughs> oh, it's just a meme, I think. Okay, I feel way better. Feel, feel better? Okay, good. So, Grace and I don't really have much dating fodder to talk about this week because obviously we're in lockdown, which means that Lily isn't getting any and Grace and Brandon are just sorted. So, why don't we delve into personal development and really mine our souls in the world that is astrology because it's kind of zeitgeisty. Everyone loves fucking asparagus rising, bad moon rising. <laughs> Everyone loves... Wait, I've got a good one. Everyone loves Jar of Gherkins, Bad Moon Rising. <laughs> they do. They do. Asparagus, I- Lynx, Body Spray, Gemini, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, all of the above. I don't have co-star or anything. I don't really look that much into my star yeah, sign. I have or at no least I idea. never did until I got this book. Now, this book is by Stella Hyde and it's called Blame Your Planet. And the little tagline is a wicked astrological tour through the dark side zodiac. I'm just okay. going to find out when it was published. 2004. So I was in year three. Okay. Let's find out what the chart topping song was in 2004. On the So Fresh CDs, okay? Because let me paint a picture for the listeners. The front cover of the book is very much like clip art, pink. There's sort of like this woman on the front with like devil horns drawn on her, (laughs) kissing a guy. It's super saucy. So 2004, Grace, I'm going to give you some song names from 2004, the year this book was published, and I want you to just sing them. We got Yeah by Usher. Three, two, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Usher, Usher. We got Drop It Like It's Hot. Drop it like it's hard. Drop it like it's hard. That's actually the only bit I remember of that song. We got Mr. Brightside. He was a skater Coming boy. Coming out of my cage. <laughs> I'm, joking. <Nope. laughs> I'm joking. Coming out of my cage and I'll be doing just fine. Got it, got it, get yep, down. Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Unwritten. Does it go like that? The rest is still unwritten. Yeah, we got American Idiot, Green Day. American Idiot. I was four years yeah, old. Yeah, and we got Your Beautiful, James Blunt. Oh, I love this song. You're beautiful. No, I saw your face yeah. in a crowded place. Oh, my gosh. Do you know I what I did know. see today? Yeah. Do you know what I did see today was um, I actually put it on our story because it was that fucking accurate. <laughs> a reel about literally all I do all day is just go into a scroll hole but it was a reel about how impactful songs about jane the maroon five oh. naughty's rock album oh my was God. and like i get it yeah. haha that's a relatable post but like i hate to be that girl but no one will understand <laughs> how much 
that album yeah. impacted our family. Yeah, in interviews, true. we always say, oh, you know, Clues is influenced by, like, the songs our parents raised us on, like <laughs> Oasis or Crowded, Crowded House, House songs. Oh, That's they actually don't even a know. bold-faced lie. Yeah, it's true. Because the truth is that literally all mum and dad listened to was songs about Jane. I know that whole entire album's track list off by heart as to if it was fair, one song. To be fair, we were the ones that insisted on bringing that Maroon 5 Songs About Jane album on every single road trip. And I do remember a point where I got a little bit older, like maybe 12 or something, and I started realising for the first time that all the lyrics are super steamy, sexy lyrics. And I remember feeling uncomfortable listening mm, to it Adam. around mum and dad from that point on. Aww. Yeah, 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 fully. Anyway. I remember mum making us belt the harmonies to She Will Be Loved. <laughs> anyway, so this is just a quick synopsis of the landscape, the cultural landscape yes. of when this astrology book was published. Yeah. Now, can I just can I just bring it back to the point that this is an astrology book, right? And for the cover, which we'll post a photo of on our stories, they've gone with, like you said, a really steamy photo of this woman looking like kind of suspiciously, seductively over the shoulder of this guy. Or are they like kissing or something? Yes, they're kissing. I already said that. It's triggering for me because I haven't kissed anyone for many, many months. Yeah, I know. It's all right. Hang in there. Think about that. Think about that, guys. Yeah, That's what lockdown for a single person is like. Think about that, really. My lips have not touched another person's lips. My tongue has not touched another person's tongue. Dick. Which, no, that's horrible. (laughs) But it's also true. But, you know, when you break it down, you think, you think, oh, good, that sounds gross when you put it that way. Well, yeah. You know? All yeah, I want to do is hasn't, lick someone's hasn't face. hasn't rubbed against another person's body. And then it's like, is that really what you want? When you talk about yeah, exactly. when you talk about sexiness like that under a fluorescent light kind of way, it's so weird. It's so gross, but it's so good. It's so I think fun. I read something once where your brain literally has to switch off its gross mechanism <laughs> in sexual situations because really? like your brain obviously like the reason why humans find things gross is because it's your brain warning you that it could be full of diseases or poison or yeah, something it's like moldy yeah, yeah, food yeah. is gross because obviously your brain's like no this will hurt yes. you or like blood is gross because if you touch it you might get a disease yeah, yeah. wow but for sex all those gross bodily functions your brain is just like that's hot transforms them you should go get that yeah yeah. Steamy pile exactly. of whatever. You should go literally, oh, no. Nah, Rub yourself even, all over it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really You gross. should go merge with another body. Like, I'm sorry, it's just, what are we doing? I, but at God, the same I time, we're so sad when we haven't done that for months. Some of us are. Yeah. <sighs> Some people don't want to do it, which is fine. Yeah. Anyway. So sex is really weird and gross. Sex is weird. Okay. And on that note, can you please give me, so I'm an Aries, right? Can you give me a reading from this book? And I just want to preface it with the fact yeah. that people, whatever ideas you have in your mind about astrology, literally get ready to rat-a-tat-tat away from all your premonitions about the nucleus rising. I'm begging, begging at you. See, that's what I've been singing. now, baby. Oh, damn, that's good. That instantly made me feel like a thousand times better than I was two seconds ago. Oh, the power of music. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. Now, give me my Aries reading, please. And I hope this applies. You know what? Actually, I had my cards read once by a family friend on a farm in Mudgee, right? And I remember thinking, this is, what's it called? Codswallet? Trodswallet? 
trout wallow, wallowing trout. <laughs> Cod's wallet. Cod's wallet, thank you. But I was like, sure, why not? Give it a go. And she read my cards. Everything she said was vague and could have applied to anybody. But I realized that's kind of the point. The point is for them to just be like points of reflection for you to see what simmers to the surface when you're thinking about things that are going on in your life at that time. So you can give me my reading, yes, which is obviously for Aries, but there's not really a reading. It's more like there's a whole chapter that breaks down what you can blame your planets on, you know, compared compatibility and your sex drive and your type of all right read my sex drive this is a highlight reel from the chapter about aries aries you burst with creative energy and confidence you have absolutely no trouble with this year's buzz concept me time although you do have trouble with the idea that there might be any other kind greedy aggressive argumentative (laughs) restless willful confrontational headstrong and self-obsessed you are the zodiac's permanently enraged adolescent and just look at the state of your room you have what nice social workers call a problem with authority show you a no entry sign and you are up the forbidden highway like a ferret (laughs) up a drain pipe you blunder through the world. Oh my God. Um, okay, so this is this person says, out to get um, me? What about under sex drive? What okay. does it say about that? Okay, there's a big page called Sex, and it has a oh, fisheye lens picture of a man in an olive green collared shirt holding a bunch of roses, as if he's that like is- at the doorway yeah. to a hotel room and looking through the peephole, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's sexy. Okay. This is like dating and sex for Aries. Not getting a date is not an option. You are a stranger to low self-esteem. Oh, that's good. Wow. Cannot um, relate. Sex is just another extreme sport as far as you are concerned. And you don't like to waste time. Foreplay mm, is for mm, wimps. Mm. Oof. Just raw dogging it out in a real world. No. <laughs> that's no? not really acceptable. <laughs> you are a strictly notches on the bedpost kind of guy or girl. I don't know if that's really applicable that to you, is it, Grace? Yeah, highly. Are you highly about inaccurate. quality or quantity when it comes to sex? I'm about quantity. That's why I sleep around behind Brennan's back. <laughs> 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 joking. I'm uh. joking. Jesus. Some of you geese just can't even take a little joke from a little skanky skink like me. <laughs> I'm I think about we just became problematic quality. male white podcasters where they say, oh, it's just a joke. Oh, people, yeah, people listen to this won't be able joke. to take a it's joke. Snowflakes. <laughs> yeah, you fucking yeah. snowflakes. There's a question here. It says, what kind of love rat are you? And then it just says the worst. <laughs> it's the winning, what? you see. Once you've got the prize, you no longer want it. Oh, so I like the challenge. I'm finding out a like lot about myself the, that I chase. have never related to in my life in this book so lucky someone knows my true identity it has an incompatibility rating so it like compares the sign to all the other signs oh yeah well brandon's a gemini you and me i don't care about brandon (laughs) all right do you and me come on aries and libra so aries it specifically says what libra will do to you so it says oh god libra will sap your strength with luxury then betray you Oh my god! Are you gonna stab me in the back somewhere down the line? Is that just? I think it means I'll like use you for your money, and then I'll okay. So cut you away. Okay. What I'm hearing is I'm gonna be rich, and I'm gonna have enough money one day for you to want to steal. So I'm pretty happy with that. Now do yours. Okay, so I'm a Libra, everyone. That's in September, where the scales, not like fish scales, like little like scales of balance. You know, I am vain, shallow, and petulant. 
Yeah. With an unerring eye, mm-hmm. with an eye for style over substance. Oh, yeah. And a lifelong dedication to the quest for an easy meal ticket. Okay. This is already resonating. Now get to the juicy mm. sex stuff. Okay, annoying habits, punctuality. Mm-hmm. You're always late because you take so long to decide what to wear and to tear yourself away from the mirror. But look so Ooh. gorgeous and are so charmingly abject when you do show that you are forgiven. Are you just making up your own? No, no, no. I'll just read out my highlight reel. It yeah. says, oh, God, oh, God. It says a shallow mind trying to fill an empty vessel. Oh. You may smile for the cameras, but underneath you are oh. an antsy, malcontent, oh. restlessly searching for satiation. Oh, Lil. Oh, God. That's all right. Hang in there. Hang in there, girl. If anything can give you clarity, it's this absolute bonkers of a ride book that makes no sense and has no scientific weight to it. And continue. Yeah, 100%. Okay. For Libra, <laughs> as your default mode is a giga flirt, you can get a date oh. while you're asleep or dead. Supply is <laughs> never a problem. Oh but your God. demands are, since you want dates only if they are beautiful and come oh, in batches. Yeah. This is because you simply cannot choose. Although you have enough spare charm to fuel a rewarding evening with half a dozen lovesick saps, they all bring gifts, and make <gasps> them all believe you are their soulmate. You work <gasps> out who's most cost-effective later. Your <laughs> ideal date is with a sugar daddy, handsome, well-dressed and loaded. You don't <laughs> care that they have the wit, wisdom and conversational skills of a carpet tile. You go somewhere obscenely luxurious. You're not paying. Where you can be seen and snapped by the paparazzi. What's the point of being gorgeous and lovely if no one sees you at it? That is so true. Do you relate to that? Yeah, I relate to that a lot. That is pretty spot on. Yep, high standards, supply and demand, tick, 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 all the boxes. It basically oh, just says I'm in it for the money. Up cookie Lil. But aren't we you know, it is really true, though. I've told many, many, many of my friends this over the years, and I've told myself this and I've told you this. Mm-hmm. I'm a vapid, vain person. I That's what my reading said. That was like the well, first two things mine is. said. That's why we're so compatible. Yeah. Because we care Ooh, about on. no one except ourselves and each other. Oh. Okay, now let's actually relate these back to our real life. All right. What do you think the worst part of dating you is? I think it would be different for every person I was dating. But for Brandon, actually, Brandon has just released his book. So we're going to get him on the podcast very soon and basically just, you know, operate on our relationship under floodlights that you can all see. So that's going to be an exciting episode you can all look forward to. But I guess you'd have to ask him because I think I'm perfect. So I guess the book was right about that. I love my own company. I feel like this is a job interview and you're asking me what my weaknesses are. And I'm saying I work too hard. Like the worst part about dating me would be that I am really bad at compromising. Oh, yeah. And I don't compromise. I just like to do everything my special little way. That is true. I'm basically dating Mm. you because I have to deal with that quite a bit. But I think you've gotten better at it. (laughs) The worst part about dating me is maybe I'm a bit of a... I've always been pretty airy-fairy. Less Mm. so, though, in recent years. It's definitely something that I grew out of a little bit. But I'm still quite... Like, I can vague off, you know, and maybe people find that annoying. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just a bit annoying in general. (laughs) Like, I've got... Sometimes I have a bit of a um, frantic energy. I think I also sometimes bring that frantic positive energy that people might find a little bit annoying Mm. or overbearing or taxing but I find it hard to turn on with you because I feel like I know that you are a safe space energy for me like because I know I don't have to try Mm, so 
So it's almost impossible. Like, and I find that around mum and dad as well. So I was talking to Maya about this today. Mm. Sometimes mum might be like to me, are you okay? Are you all right? Something, something up. And I'm like, no, I'm just literally relaxing because around people I'm really comfortable with, I can be so much more chill. But then when I'm around people that I don't know as well, or where I feel like I have an opportunity to be the life of the party and make everyone feel good. I like really try and ham it up. And then like, I'm the one who's like the clown. Yeah, 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 definitely. I can feel the same. I think that's a bit of the like extrovert, introvert thing. Like I think in social situations, I'm a real extrovert, but then at the same time that can be draining. And so you need to have time to recharge after you've been like, like you said, hamming it up for a room full of people, which is fun in the moment, but then you kind of get home and sometimes you can feel like you've been hit in the stomach, which I guess is a feeling I've been missing lately because even recently when we had to film a little music video for the Holy Holy After gone song that we featured on if you haven't listened to it already it's a banger okay but we filmed it and we like all distanced and everything COVID safe with Maya and seeing her like she was the first fresh face I'd seen in two months or however long it's been and I genuinely was like awkward like I forgot how to be around people and at the same time it was Mm -hmm. so nice like I, I just felt that social battery recharging and I genuinely was like high on life when I was driving home because I had seen one new person and had a conversation with someone who wasn't you or Brandon. That's why sometimes I, if you feel like I'm being a bit more chill, it's not because I'm flat or anything. It's just because I find it really hard to turn on my extra Mr. Peanut butterness with you because <laughs> it would feel like I'm being fake, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel that way though. I think you, I find you very Mr. Peanut Butter. So I can only dread yeah. to think what even more Mr. Peanut Butter you would be like. But yeah, maybe that's something that people find. It's impossible to know because I genuinely really like who I am and I enjoy my own company. So I think I'm sure there are parts of myself that I like that someone who was dating me wouldn't like. Actually, I said to Brandon yesterday, I was laughing and and he was giving me podcast ideas, actually. Can I just say all, yeah. podca- all Brandon's podcast ideas revolve around me doing some sort of prank. Like he always <laughs> is like, oh, why doesn't Lou just get drunk and message all the guys on her phone and stuff? And I'm like, that's so terrible. Because it me. would be so funny. But no, you're right. No, this one was a good idea. Anyway, I wasn't listening. Yeah. And I mean, I knew he was only kidding, but I looked up and I said, what? I'm so sorry. I wasn't listening. What did you say? And then he goes, oh, it doesn't matter. It's nothing. And I was like, no, come on, tell me. What was it? And then, you know, the more that someone's like, no, no, it doesn't matter. The more you want to know what it was. And I was like, oh my God, what if Brandon is one of the guys who feels like, you know, his partner never lets him speak. And I was like, Brandon, do you think I don't listen to you? Do you think that do I need to listen to you more? And he was like, what? And I was like, no, seriously, you need to tell me because I don't know. I can't read your mind. And I was like, if there's something that annoys you about me, you have to tell me. I'm not going to be able to figure it out on my own. So you know what? If you're dating someone and there's something annoying about them, you need to tell them. I seriously. Oh, my God. Like, Not just if you're dating someone. I think if you're the people closest to you need to call you out on things. I'm like, I always tell my friends, I'm like, please tell me if I'm being annoying. Yeah. I say, what's something about me I I could change? (laughs) Because otherwise you just become, you just live in a bachelor pad your whole life. Yeah, that's true. And you have no self-awareness. And I also think it's important that when you first meet people, you tell them if you find them annoying. (laughs) That's important too. It really breaks the ice. Like if you meet a new person at a party or something. Yeah. And you're sort of like, what do you do? And they start talking to you about their job and everything. And you can sort of just say something to them like, 
Oh, that sounds like your job's really uninteresting. Yeah. I think maybe you should change <laughs> the way you introduce. Like maybe don't lead with that. Maybe yeah. don't lead with your job. Like maybe yeah. lead with something more interesting. Because that's or just like, constructive advice, really. It's not rude. It's just yeah. honest. Or say something like, oh, you know, the way you like slurp, slurp your drink. Yeah. Do you want me to go to the bar? I'm getting another drink. But just so you know, the way that you slurp your drink is like really irritating. Yeah, it's really And disgusting. then just walk away. Yeah. Just walk away. Leave them with it. And don't come back. Yeah. We both feel like we're the type of people who can turn on and be extroverts at parties, etc. You didn't always used to be like that. You used to be really shy. Yes, I went through my whole childhood being very shy and very introverted. And I learned recently that you can be introverted but not be shy. Introversion mm. is just where you are, you know, reserved and being around people sort of saps your energy. Mm. Whereas shyness is like a self-consciousness, which I think is really negative. Mm. So it's fine to be quiet and reserved and introverted. That's awesome. And I'm still like that sometimes. But I used to be so shy. Oh my God, I was just such a self-conscious teenager. I was just so self-conscious. I thought everyone was looking at me all the time and judging me. And I just wanted to fit in and I wanted to be like cool at the same time. So weird, like all teenagers do. I was so shy. I remember one time we were passing an ice cream shop and he said, Grace, go up and ask them how much an ice cream is because you're cute. And I was like, oh, unless you're a cute little 11 year old. You can't go ask a shopkeeper how much something is. It was the irrational thing of thinking that people were going to judge you. So, and then you decided to change your personality. That's how you've always. Yes, because I it. just hated being embarrassed. Like I used to find, and I still catch myself like this sometimes. But I see memes about about it all the time now, which makes me feel less like a freak, which I love. Where you just find everything embarrassing. Like I would have just found that really embarrassing. I used to wet my pants, like do a wee in my pants. <laughs> every single day like I'm not I'm not and I cannot stress this enough I'm not joking every single day at primary school for kindy to year one because I was too embarrassed to ask to go to the bathroom and I was so shy and like I'd find shit like you found weeing your pants less embarrassing (laughs) to ask what I've never made that compute before You would wear your little cotton shorts and be more okay with walking around than ask the teacher. Yeah, wow. Wow, Yeah, because that means I'd have to raise my hand. Oh, God, everyone would be looking at me watching me say. I'd have to walk out of the classroom while everyone was still sitting down, like everyone would be watching me. Yeah. And I'd have, like, it was just mortifying But instead, you'd need to (laughs) raise your hand to go to the sick bay and waddle out with bee-drenched legs. No, no, I used to just let it rip. I used to just wee. (laughs) Big shout-out to Kyle because he sat next to me. Me and Mrs. Duff's class in 2002. He would have had to smell me every day, like smelling like a little cat wee. I used to just wee and just go about like go about just completely ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. I can picture mum talking about this and saying that at the end of each day (laughs) she'd have to pick you up from school and she'd lean down to give you an embrace and she'd just make this face of oh like sour revolt so and sometimes like if it was early in the day a teacher like Mrs Bates or something would sort of tap me on the shoulder (laughs) as everyone was walking out to recess and say like Lily have you had a little accident (laughs) And I think to myself, I did this on purpose, bitch.
even up until very recently, the last few years, I used to find any random thing embarrassing, like using an umbrella, for example, embarrassing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like getting into my car because you sort of have to awkwardly swing your legs, embarrassing, <laughs> you know, like just wow. wearing an apron because it sort of bunches your jumper up underneath, embarrassing, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's really un- So it's how really did you bad. fix it? I don't know. I think I just realised that I... People aren't out to get you? Well, oh, no, I wish I'd realised that. I think I realised that if I was a shy person in a room, I'd want someone to really include me in the conversations and like gas me up and like mm. break down the awkwardness, yeah. you know? So I became that person. Yeah. Or at least I hope I'm that person. Like I love being the one to gas everybody up and like have a laugh and like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. quite informal in any setting that I'm in because yeah. I'm just trying to like make, make everyone, everyone relax and just absolutely just yeah. – just crack a few jokes you know I think that's a great way to be that's awesome and then you're not shy anymore I guess that the reason that I'm reflecting on how I was once so shy and now I love being around people is that old me old way more introverted shy me probably would have, would have loved lockdown because I would have thought yes I don't have to talk to anyone and I can just be by myself but these mm, days I think yeah. oh god I'd love to see you oh that's nice so you know yeah at least lockdown makes you appreciate all the people that you can't wait to see Look, guys, I'm going to give it to you straight. Lockdown is not how humans are supposed to function. Whoa, 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 not in an anti-lockdown way. In a pandemic, hell yeah, lock us down. All I'm saying is that don't feel bad because you're in lockdown. You know, it's natural to feel bad. We're disconnected from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. Know. So you just rock with it however you possibly can, all right? And just remember that we're going to get out of this. Go get vaccinated. I got my AstraZeneca the other day and I feel fucking a million bucks. Get vaxxed get waxed if that's what you want to do and get ready for a hot girl summer 2021 because yeah. it's gonna be so yeah fuck. let's you know what let's gas up let's yeah. go yeah let's gas Guys, up lockdown is gonna I can't end wait. it is gonna end and you know what when yeah. it does yeah, 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 yeah. i'm gonna kiss so many people on the lips if they want that if they want <laughs> that and i'm gonna 